Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Until the Gold Club opens. Make it rain. Vinny and Haney. Better grab an umbrella. 1057 The Fan. Vinny and Haney, 1057 The Fan. Turn it up Tuesday, cracking it up to 12. Genesis, Phil Collins coming your way. Anything you want to hear loud, we'll play it. Send a request. Plaza Sport Tax Line at 410-583-1057. Bob Haney, Vinny Serrato, Raven, short week, taking on the Bengals. Same for them. Both coming off losses. Both had their four-game winning streaks come to an end at home. And here to talk about that matchup on the WGK Law Guest Hotline, USA Today, it's the Ravens Wire. He is Kevin Allstriker. Kevin, good morning. How are you feeling today? Yeah, good morning, guys. It was a rough one for the Ravens on Sunday. Definitely one where they had a golden opportunity, and they just kind of let it slip through their fingers. And now you've looked to Thursday night, and that becomes, if not a must-win game, as close to it as it can be. Aside from the loss itself, obviously, Kevin, the most frustrating part of last Sunday's game was what for you? I think it's it just looked like Baltimore got out physical on both sides of the mm-hmm. ball, where, I mean, they had plenty of opportunities, but you look at a couple of plays, David Njoku barrels through Geno Stone for 10 yards and Jerome Ford in the offensive line, you know, pushes through the Ravens pretty much entire defense for 15. It, it just felt like Cleveland in the second half wanted it more. And when you look at Baltimore's losses, the three that they have, they, they all have kind of those frustrating moments where, you could argue, you know, if this had happened or that had happened, the Ravens would have won. But, you know, that that's what it could have, should have stuff. <laughs> they they got out to the 17-3 lead in the first quarter, and it was the way that Cleveland just continued to creep their way back into the game with these plays that I think it, it just felt like on the offensive side of the ball, the offensive line had a somewhat rough day. It, it just felt like they were getting out physical, and then defensively, it was really uncharacteristic for what we've seen. This has been one of the most physical defenses in the league all season. And it just felt like as the game went on, Cleveland just ramped up their physicality. Baltimore didn't match that. And it was a couple of plays too, where, I mean, we saw Marcus Williams tackle with one arm and, and have those tackle attempts and other guys as well. It wasn't just him, but that that was probably the most frustrating thing. I think for a lot of people where it just felt like, Baltimore got out physical, and that's something that we haven't really settled off this year. 
Now, as the Ravens lament what happened to them Sunday, what about Cincinnati? They had won four in a row. They were at home. That was a, a tight game pretty much from the opening kickoff. But Joe Burrow, a couple of costly turnovers, Tyler Boyd with the drop. So Cincinnati maybe with some regret here 48 hours after the fact, too. Oh, yeah, sure. Well, 100%, especially, I mean, that, that Tyler Boyd drop was just brutal, brutal. And who knows, C.J. Stroud might lead him down the field for for a touchdown, and, and that's what it is. But I still think that these two teams are in similar spots. You kind of mentioned it off the top with the four-game winning streaks coming to an end and, and everything. They're also pretty injured right now. I mean, the Ravens got some good news with Marlon Humphrey and Ronnie Stanley, with John Harbaugh saying they're – just day-to-day instead of what those replays looked like, which could have been season-enders. But who knows? I don't think they'll play on Thursday. I know John Harbaugh said they had a chance, but I don't necessarily think they will. But Cincinnati, Trey Hendrickson got injured in that Texans game. Sam Hubbard, T. Higgins, those guys might not play as well. So both sides of the ball for both teams might have some key players out. And with Cincinnati right now, as much as this becomes kind of a must-win game for the Ravens, their, their season doesn't end if they lose it, obviously. It, it would hurt. But for Cincinnati, I think their AFC North hopes are all but dashed if they don't win this game because it drops their conference record to, I think, 0-3 or 1-5, I think it might be. Their division record really low, too. And plus, the Ravens will get that tiebreaker. So I think that Cincinnati, as much as it must be a must-win game for the Ravens, Cincinnati, they have to win it too. So these are going to be two teams that know they need this game, but in different ways for sure. It looked like um, watching the film, Kevin, that a lot of uh, miscommunication on those passes over the middle because what you saw was, you know, like when they would complete it, then you'd see like three Ravens like all like pointing at each other and everything. And then on one that I saw, Queen and – uh, Roquan both chased the same guy and left the other guy wide open. So there was a lot of miscommunication. Yeah, and that, that's a word we used a lot last year. I remember it was beginning it of the was, year we we were hearing that a lot. Communication, right. communication. Yeah, and it's something that has to be more consistent because once you get to January and maybe February football, I mean that just can't happen. You you have to be executing at a high level, and this is it's it's November football, but these these are the types of things that set the tone. And a loss like this can go, you know, we, we might be looking back again in, in January and saying, man, I re- really wish the Ravens would have pulled this one out because it would have made things so much easier. And on on offense, too, I think that you know, for, for Baltimore, the inconsistency is still, I think, it's mind-boggling to me. I, I, I expected some level of it with the new system, but we're, we're in November and we're, st- we're still talking about it where – we, we, Keaton Mitchell gets three carries and, and has these explosive runs. The Ravens move away from him. And John Harbaugh yesterday saying, you know, I don't, <laughs> he didn't know why that happened. So I think it was multiple things of communication for sure. I mean, defensively, yeah, we saw that a bunch. And it's something that just can't happen. Yeah. And, and I'll bet you on both sides of the ball, that's the most mental errors they've had in a long time. Because there was a bunch, uh, like I was talking on the show earlier, the uh, Mitchell gets a minus seven. If uh, likely puts his head on the right side instead of the left, Mitchell may run for 50. Yeah, they, they, ha- they had so many of those plays throughout the game. And, look, it's, it's a two-point loss. So you, you can go back to a bunch of different plays. You know, the Justin Tucker blocked field goal. where I That think was Brady. They, that was Cleveland. Yeah, I think it was a play that – you know, you look back and 
you say, well, if this one had just happened or, or if that one had just happened, especially with, I mean, the, the deep shot to Zay Flowers that was missed. I mean, there were a bunch of those types of plays. But I think, yeah, that there were a bunch of mental errors in this one, and Baltimore has to recover, and it can't happen against Cincinnati because for as much as Cleveland's offense went out there and out physical the Ravens, I mean, even without T. Higgins, that Cincinnati offense has looked a lot. This is not the same offense they faced in week two. Joe Burrow is going to look a lot better. Now, Mike McDonald has been kind of the Joe Burrow kryptonite, so we'll see. But the, the game against Cleveland, they, they have to kind of just recover from that one, forget about it. You had your stuff, work through it, and, and move forward because Cincinnati, this is the game they have to have. Now, defensively, I thought Patrick Queen didn't play. That was probably his worst game that he's played. I mean, dropped an interception, didn't tackle well, missed, fell off a lot of tackles. You know, and then Rocky Sin. I mean, as soon as he came in, it was like, uh, you know, they knew where he was at all times. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think with Rocky Sin, it's it, you could feel a shift almost when Marlon went down and he had the penalty. Yesin had the penalty where he bumped Tillman and mm-hmm. and he's like, what did I do? <laughs> he can't bump the well, his worst the play air. was down in the red zone when eight caught the touchdown pass. I mean, watch Rocky sit on that play. He turns his back. I mean, it was like ridiculous what he did. And it's been his his year this year has been really. I don't even know the way. I guess I'll call it weird because he comes in and everybody's expecting him to be the number two corner. He signs a one year deal worth up to six million. And obviously, Brandon Stevens has played really well, and, and credit to Stevens for doing that. But we've seen Ronald Darby step in and play well in spurts. But Yassin really hasn't gotten on the field, and it's just like he, he gets in and, and kind of blows. I know he the reports where he struggled during training camp and, and wasn't really picking things up, but you could sense when Marlon went down and Rock Yassin came in, it, it was a shift in the pass defense. Amari Cooper got, got open, and Marlon, Marlon's a big part of what they do. I mean, he's huge, and Yassin comes in and doesn't really capitalize on his opportunity, and it was one of the reasons why Baltimore lost this game. I didn't think Yassin played very well, and – to me, that was one of the reasons Baltimore lost. I, I would I would say this. Going forward and for them to be good in the playoffs, Lamar's got to complete deep balls. Otherwise, you know, I mean, they are missing on so many plays that they could have. They've missed touchdowns almost in every game. You know, and there was another one I showed Bob earlier on the, the film. Um, Bateman. Bateman, he runs a stutter go, and he's he's probably six yards open. And, and then Lamar scrambles, and he's still wide open, and he doesn't throw it to him. I mean, um, and then the one-two uh, flowers down the sideline. I showed Bob this picture. Bateman's got his hand up like signaling touchdown. You know, I mean, he's got to hit the gimmies, you know, because yeah. those are those are big plays. And if he wants to win MVP and he hits those big plays, it'll be unanimous. Yeah, and it's the deep ball. I know we – kind of had that conversation throughout the past year where it's been really inconsistent. They've hit on deep shots this year, but more often than not, it's been inconsistent. And you go back to last week with the two Bateman throws too, you can pick from multiple, even if you want to go back to last year, you want to talk about yeah. primetime Cincinnati where he missed two wide open touchdowns on three plays. Mm-hmm. So th- those are the, and he, he's had some touch on it. It's not like he's the worst deep ball thrower in the league, but it's just the Close. inconsistency in plays like that where, again, two-point loss, and you look at that Flowers play, and I wonder, because he grossly underthrew Rashad Bateman on that interception, I wonder if he was overcompensating for overthrowing Flowers, where he's thinking, all right, now I'm going to 
try to not put as much zip on the ball or not throw it as, as deep to him. And he just, I don't know what happened on the interception, but obviously he took accountability for that one because it was not a, not a good throw. So the deep balls, yes, they have to improve for sure. I mean, you have to hit on those. Those are game-breaking plays, some of them they can be. So it sets tone, sets momentum, and what you miss on those, I think it's just deflating for everybody on the Ravens because, you know, your receivers are doing their job, and, you know, you, you want to be rewarded in that situation, and Lamar's been too inconsistent on those, and it has to get better if the Ravens want to be at the top of the top in that true contender category. Kevin Allstriker, USA Today, the Ravens Wire. Kevin, as always, appreciate the time. Enjoy John Harbaugh today. And Lamar, I believe, meet with the media later on this afternoon as well. Ravens, three and a half point favorites against the Bengals. Kevin, we appreciate it. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. Absolutely, guys. Always appreciate you. Thanks so much for having me. Yep. Next Turn It Up Tuesday, I should say. It's Vinny at 8105.7 The Fan. Whip around. Coming up next, if you're on the phones, we'll get you. got Vinny's Dirty Dozen, who are the 12 best teams in the National Football League. As we headed to week number 11, week 10 ended last night with Buffalo gacking away another game. The Bills set at 5-5. Five and five. Josh Allen, he's in a very giving mood this year. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Vinny and Hades with Brought to you by Fox Hill Pizzeria and Crab Cakes, the best crab cakes in Harford County. 1057 The Fan. 1087-1057 The Fan here on this Turn It Up Tuesday NBA last night. Wizards are in Toronto. Washington Wizards, and you know, I watched a lot of the game. They were uh winning comfortably for most of said game. They're up 23 at one point. They're up 12 with like five minutes left in the game. And then all of a sudden, things go very Wizards-like. Here it is, Pascal has Poole. He's attacking. Shot good! 7.6 to go. Siakam in the lane. And then Kyle Kuzma stepped out of bounds. Wizards... Goes scoreless for the final five minutes plus of the game. Toronto outscores them 22 to 1 down the stretch. So instead of a comfortable win on the road, 
They lose 111 to 107. The Washington Wizards, Kyle Kuzma, he did have 34, but Siakam 30. You talk about filling some stats. About 39 points, 11 boards, 7 assists, and 3 blocks. Let that sink in for a little while. Wizards host Dallas coming up tomorrow night. Boston beats the Knicks 114-98. It was tail of two halves. Boston pulled away big time. Yeah. Second half, Emmanuel quickly. 7-6-1, and one, 1 for 10 from the field. Woof, though. You know the reason he sucked? I had him on my daily fantasy team. Sorry about that. My bad. Jason Tatum, one of the best players in the world. He had 35 for Boston. It was Sacramento. 132-120 over Cleveland. Kevin Herter starting to stack some strong games. He had 22-2. and two. Alex Len, a couple of points, three assists. Darren Fox, fresh from the injury. He had 28 for Sacramento. Sabonis, 23-9-10. He misses a triple-double by a rebound. So Sacramento takes care of the Cleveland Cavaliers. College hoops last night. Big 10, it was Purdue. Number 2, 83-71 over Xavier. Michigan spanked St. John's at the Garden, 89-73. Your boy, the mayor, Nebraska. They beat Ryder, 64-50. Nolan, I don't know if you saw this one. But Penn beat uh, Villanova last night, 76-72. Number 21, Villanova, who Maryland will face in Philly on Friday. So the old Wildcats take one on the chin. That big four Philly basketball, though, anything can happen. It's like this the, the rivalry stuff that goes back since uh, old Naismith invented basketball in the Peach Basket. College football, Maryland. Beat Nebraska. We'll talk to Ty Felton. Scored a touchdown in the game at 12-30, 13-10. Bowl eligible for the third straight year, but they got Michigan coming up on Saturday at noon. Michigan 10-0. 19-point favorites in this game, but the Jim Harbaugh drama is going on. But, dude, he's fighting back. He's going to do that uh, what, uh, meeting on Friday. With the judge. And uh, he was talking about Judge Judy yesterday. <laughs> said, I didn't go to law school. I like these lawyer shows, but he's not... His acumen is not, shall we say, of the legal variety. But, you know, he's claiming innocence. Big Ten suspended him twice this year. And I could see why they'd have this us-against-them mentality for sure. Oh, no doubt. No doubt about it. it. You know, because, what, he was suspended the first three games, and now he's going to be suspended the last three games. So, really, he's hadn't coached a lot. That Sharon Moore did a nice job. I mean, he was crying after the game doing interviews. Yeah. You um, know? Penn State fans were crying, too. Oh, yeah. Well, so was the offensive coordinator. Well, speaking of offense <laughs> coordinator, Nolan just checking in. Ken Dorsey got fired by Buffalo. Did he really? Yeah, it's his fault Josh Allen throws picks and fumbles the mesh point. Guess that's his fault. Damn. So, I guess uh, the thing this year is fire offensive coordinator. I guess. Somebody's got to pay. Ugh. Well, they've scored three touchdowns in the last five weeks or something crazy he, uh, like I'll that. The you, Jets were talking if, if about If Aaron Rodgers wasn't on the roster, Hackett would probably be fired. Spitty at Haiti, 105.7 the fan. But Maryland and uh, Michigan coming up. Terps already bowl eligible. You know, they could pull a stunner. If they could beat Michigan, and I don't think they are, but if they could, man, that would make up for a lot of these crappy losses they've had. Illinois, Northwestern, those sorts of things. Oh, they'd be the biggest talk in college football. It would be the biggest win Maryland's had in a long, long time in the world of college football. How about we talk about what happened on this day in sports history? Today's November 
the 14th. How about we go back to 1970 and the Baltimore Bullets at the Civic Center. Baltimore, now called, what's called CFG Arena? Whatever it is. Taking on the Boston Celtics. You heard of them. John Havlicek, Dave Collins, those guys. Well, on this night, it's all about the Baltimore Bullets. As they beat the Celtics, Earl the Pearl Monroe, 21. Gus Johnson, Honeycomb, 15 points, 22 boards. Wes Unseld, 11 and 26. JoJo White at 21 in a loss for Boston. A lot of Hall of Famers we just mentioned there. 1972, same venue, Civic Center. Bullets, Baltimore Bullets, edge the Rockets, 104-103. The Big E, who had just acquired from the Rockets in the offseason. 22 points, 15 boards. West Unseld, 16 and 22. Bullets win that one. That was their last season, of course, in the Charm City. How about 1966? The Houston Astrodome. Muhammad Ali TKO's Cleveland Williams in the third round to defend his heavyweight championship. Boxing historians will say that on this night, 57 years ago, this was Ali at his absolute best. Like this Muhammad Ali, that night beats any heavyweight in the history of boxing. And they're probably right. I mean, Cleveland Williams wasn't, you know, he was a big, big puncher. But Ali with the hand speed and the power at his absolute best. Throw a heavyweight in there on this night, Ali kicks their ass. And I agree with him 100%. I think on many other nights he does that. 1973, Jim Palmer won the first of his three Cy Young Awards. For the Orioles, 50 years ago. Cakes, Jim Palmer, three-time Cy Young Award winner 50 years ago today. Wins the first one, 1971. The Colts at Shea Stadium. You ever been to Shea? Never made it to Shea. I've been to Yankee Stadium, the uh, old one. Never made Shea. Bob, I saw the Jets playing. The Jets used to play in Shea. Yep. I was born right next to Shea. Well, they were playing the Colts at Shea Stadium okay. on this day in 1971. The Baltimore Colts, that is. Tom Maddy and Don Nottingham, the bowling ball, mm-hmm. had rushing touchdown. Sorry, Q. Colts beat the Jets again, 14-13, to improve to 7-2 in the year. And the Colts would go to the AFC Championship game that year and lost to Shula and the Dolphins. It's Vinny at 81057 the fan. When we come back, Vinny's Dirty Dozen, who are the 12 best teams in the NFL. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Buffalo's not in it. You're right. This week. And they're without an offensive coordinator. Ken Dorsey out the door as the Bills lose again and lost another home game. On top of that, you want to get in, you can at 410-583-1057. News from the nest at noon. Going to hear from John Harbaugh talking about the uh, loss to the Browns, but looking ahead more to the game against them. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Bengals. 
Vinny and Haney's Dirty Dozen. The 12 best NFL teams according to our GM, Vinny Serrato. You're damn right I'm serious. Look, they might not be pretty, but any one of mine is worth 10 of yours. 105.7 The Fan. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan here on this Turn It Up Tuesday. Cranking it up to 12. Pick a song, we'll play it loud. Nolan McGraw over there. He's got a big smile on his face. Nolan having some fun here on this Turn It Up Tuesday. 10 weeks of NFL fun, if you want to call it that, have come to an end. Wasn't fun in Buffalo. We'll get to that as the Broncos, now quietly 4-5, and five, by the way, win at the Bills 24-22. So what we do, Vinny does every Tuesday, puts together the Dirty Dozen. It's the 12 best teams in the National Football League heading into Week 11. Vinny, proceed, please. All right, last week, Philly was one, Baltimore two, Kansas City three, Cincinnati four, Jacksonville five, a lot of losses there. Detroit 6, Miami 7, Dallas 8, San Fran 9, Cleveland 10, Seattle 11, and Buffalo 12. So coming in at number 12, 5 and 4 Cincinnati. Lost to Houston 30-27. They play Baltimore Thursday. Bengals offense, last in rushing yards per game, 74.8. How about that? They just dropping back and winging it. Coming in at number 11, 6-3 six, six Seattle, beat Washington 29-26. They're at the Rams. Um, Mafe, Boye Mafe, recorded a sack in seven straight games. He was wreaking havoc again last week I tell you what, Bob, like, like I said, you know, like um, watching him play here, he was a lot better than I thought on film. So I give him his due. He, he's a hell of a player. Coming in at number 10, 6-4 Minnesota. Beat New Orleans 27-19. They're at Denver. Two of the hotter teams. Winners of five in a row, correct, are the yeah. uh, Vikings. Since Justin Jefferson was injured, TJ Hawkinson and Jordan Addison have 67 catches in five games. Spreading Addison's the wealth. Picked, Addison's picked it up big time. Yeah, Hawkinson is a the guy they traded, got from Detroit, as we know. Then they signed our boy uh, Josh Oliver in yeah. the offseason. And they, and they, they, paid a, they paid both tight ends. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, so that Vikings are and good for them. The, the biggest thing with the Vikings is is their defense is playing much better. And who's the coach? Gannon, I believe it is. No, who's the coach for the Vikings? Uh, from the Rams, O'Connell. O'Connell, thank yeah. you. He deserves consideration for Coach of the Year. Yeah, Seems like well, I get his name right. Well, last year they went thirteen and four, Winning and they won all of... those tight games. Yeah. All right, coming in at number nine, six and three, Jacksonville lost to San Fran thirty. 30- 34-3, they're hosting Tennessee. Trevor Lawrence has zero or one touchdown pass in seven of the nine games this season. Where's the offensive guru here? Yeah. Doug Peterson. Uh, I expect, hey, look, they're still in a playoff spot pretty strong, but where's the O? Bob, they're only a game ahead of Houston. Yeah. Coming in at number eight, six and three Miami. They were on by. They host Vegas. Uh, in the first six games, Tyreek Hill averaged 18.5 yards per reception. Last three games, he averages 9.7 yards per reception. Uh-oh. Yeah. Maybe it's waddle time. Mm-hmm. Coming in at 7, 7-3 Baltimore. Lost to Cleveland 33-31. The Ravens were the fourth team to not trail and lose in regulation. Six teams lost at the buzzer yes. this week in the NFL, and sadly... Locally, the Ravens were one up. Coming in at number six, six and three Cleveland. 
They won 33-31. They're hosting Pittsburgh. Browns are 4-0-1 when they are six-point underdog in the last five games. Really? Yep. Coming in at five, six and three, Dallas beat the Giants, skull dragged them, 49-17. They're at Carolina. I imagine that spread's huge too, right? Is ten and it? a half. Ten and a half. Dallas has scored over 30 points five times in nine games and scored 40 or more three times. I'll look back real quick. Cleveland, three and a half point favorites are of the Steelers Sunday. Basically, the home. 37 and a half is the total. Wow. Coming in at four, making a big jump, six and three, San Fran. They won at Jacksonville 34-3. They're hosting Tampa. The Niners are undefeated when Trent Williams and Debo Samuel play the entire game. Well, they're two all-pros, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of helped your cause a little bit. I'm not lost, Vince, either, not Vince lost, Lombardi, but I think I can figure yeah, that they out. They lost three in a row when they were out. <laughs> Coming in at three, 7-2 Detroit. They won at the Chargers 41-38. They're hosting the Bears. Amon, Amon St. Brown, Amon Ray St. Brown, has 39 catches in the last four games. Damn. And Doug Peterson's going to go for it on fourth down. He outstaled Staley Oh, it's Sunday going for it on fourth down. No, it wasn't Doug Peterson. Campbell. No, oh, yeah, Campbell. Sorry. I'm still, yeah, Doug Peterson's got his uh, number one overall quarterback with three touchdown passes. And, and Bob, I, I bought, like, I said, you know, like, because they were saying, like, the candidates that the big, because money's not an issue. And they said, Campbell. I said, Campbell? The Iowa State guy? No, I mean, the Lions guy. For Michigan? For uh, Texas A&M. Wow. Screaming A thinks Dion should get that job. No, Dion got to win first. Yeah, yeah they're going to be four and eight when this thing's all coming seven. in at number two. Seven and two, Kansas City. They run by Philly Monday night. As the coach of the Eagles, Andy Reid never lost to Kansas City three and zero. As the coach of Kansas City, Reid has never lost to Philly four and zero. Huh. But oh, eat Patrick Mahomes' chicken McNuggets, though. I saw that on TV. That's an awesome commercial. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> they do. Andy Reid's pretty pretty smooth. Coming in at number one, Philly, eight and one, playing Kansas City. Five of the Eagles' eight wins have been by one score or less. And Bob, that Philly is the worst team at covering the tight end. So oh, Kelsey. I don't want to go there, but I'm guessing Taylor Swift will be at this game. It's a Monday night football extravaganza. Well, she's at her Eras concerts or uh, whatever, you know. But they said I was listening to ESPN this morning or something, and they said that there is a break in the action. When you got your own private plane, Bob, you can kind of do what you want. They're thinking she may be there. Yeah, trust me, if she is, we'll we'll know about it. Yep. Uh, Kansas City minus three in this game, Bob. Okay, so Philly 1, Kansas City 2, Detroit 3, San Fran 4, Dallas 5, Cleveland 6, Baltimore 7, Miami 8, Jacksonville 9, Minnesota 10, Seattle 11, Cincy 12. So Buffalo, like you said, Bob, they went bye-bye. Um, the, the They went bye-bye and Minnesota came in. There you go. Nice yeah. little trade-off there. We'll have the feeble five. We're the five worst teams in the National Football League. That is coming your way at 115. When we come back, Nolan, we're going to take a couple phone calls. 
Then we're going to get to your fun house as time permits. News from the nest coming up top of the hour. Good to hear from John Harbaugh as he met with the media yesterday. Say with Mark Andrews, Keaton Mitchell. Hopefully we'll get some Zach Taylor coming your way as he talked to the media yesterday. Ravens are banged up. So are the Bengals. We'll talk about that injury report. Buy or sell. Where's the turn it up Tuesday money? Hopefully we're counting it at 12-15. And Maryland receiver Ty Felton, he'll be joining us. Terps, bowl eligible for the third straight year. Tall order, however, Saturday against Michigan. Their experience in sports varies. Of course, uh, Vinny's got uh, experience in the NFL, and I sucked at uh, electric football. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 Fan. Gunnar Henderson, unanimous American League Rookie of the Year. Chosen by the baseball writers. Same Corby Carroll, National League with Arizona. Gunnar, first Oriole position player. To win Rookie of the Year since Cal Ripken Jr. back in 82. First Oriole to win it since Greg Olson back in 89. Greg Olson will be joining us at 1.30 to talk about the relationship that the Olson family has with the Henderson family. Maryland receiver Ty Felton joins us at 12.30. Talk about the win against Nebraska. Getting goal, elig- goal eligible. Well, a goal would be to be bowl eligible. So they achieved that goal. The goal this week will be to beat Michigan. Can they do it? We'll talk to Ty about that. News from the Nest coming up here in a couple of minutes. Stay tuned. Can Dorsey out? OC of Buffalo. Joe Brady, who was the OC at LSU when they won the national championship. Yeah. Yeah. He takes over. He was he came from the Saints, Brady did, to LSU and became like the hot, hot dude. And he was young. Then he went to Carolina with Matt Rule and got fired, I think, after a year. Now, in Buffalo, where he was uh, on the staff, now he ascends to the OC as the Bills try to figure out whatever their problems are. Well, main problem is turnovers yeah. and closing out games and maybe having 12 guys on the field <laughs> at the end of a, a Monday night football extravaganza against the Denver Broncos or anything like that. All right, let's get out to the phone. Sport Tech 583-1057 is the number. Let's start it off. We're going to Ben and Owings Mills. Ben, what's happening? Hey, how you doing, Bob and Benny? Hey, Good. Ben. Um, I got a question. I'm, I'm going to go back to the press conference with Moncton when he was hired. Um, there's two things I'm questioning. One of the things Moncton said was that he was going to go more under snap. Um, Sunday, it just I, I think it's just too much shotgun with them sometimes. I, I wish they would come under center, do some play action, do more things under the center. Um, but one of my main points is another thing he said, uh, Moncton, he actually kind of snickered about Greg Roman and his use of, uh, of Ricard. Um, I, I know Ricard is big in the city and stuff and has the key to the city. Um, I'm starting to watch again, whereas though it's the same thing with Ricard, whereas though we have a lineman going out on route. Um, and especially with, you know, a grouping of Nelson Aguilar, Gus Edwards, and Ricard going out. If those three guys are going out, the passing game is not going to be too successful. What, what, is, what do you get? Like, on, on a pick, Ricard ran a one-yard out. What, what are we getting out of throwing a ball to a lineman as one? And why does no other teams employ a lineman to run routes? And it just—I don't understand it. So is it—is it a Moncton thing or is it a Harbaugh thing? Whereas though I thought Moncton 
was going to do something different, but I'm still seeing the linemen running out. I'm still seeing the passing yards being the same. And it's just gun, gun, gun the whole game. So, And we're still talking the same thing about why they're not running the ball, why they're not running the ball. Keaton Metro, oh, I forgot. We, 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 he wasn't in the game plan. It's just it's, it's, it's starting to be the same thing over. It doesn't matter who the OC is. Harbaugh is still there, and I think he's pulling strings or something like that. But, Vinny, just give me the advantage of running Ricard out on routes. And have a good day, y'all. Well, they were they were actually hard as a pass. There was spread out, and there was five receivers, and they ran Ricard's like the they ran a flat curl or a flat uh, flat slant. All right, and Lamar's reading it, and the guy hung inside, so you can't throw the slant or the hook. I can't remember which one it was. So Ricard is. He's the open guy, and that's who he, the the problem. What why it got batted down? The old lineman got pushed right back into him, and Lamar held on the ball a little too long. If he would have got rid of it a little quicker, all you got to do is make that read. You see the guy hanging, boom! As soon as he's hanging, because you're you're dropping back and you're looking right at him, hanging, boom! Throw it, you know, and and he didn't. Um, so um, that was that was the issue there. But the big problem was um. Um, not Ricard, but uh, McCarry got walked right back to the quarterback. So, I mean, that was it was a tough deal for Lamar. All right, let's get back to the phones. Let's go to Baltimore. It is Jay. Jay, what is happening on this Turn It Up Tuesday? Hey, what's up, guys? How we doing? Good. All right. Hey, you know, I, I was just going to compare some of the uh, offensive plays that Buffalo has, but since they fired their coordinator, I don't know what to do now. You know, I was going to say the at two points. You know, one, the, the offensive coordinators, the coordinators got out-coordinated that game. I felt like, you know, Monta was trying to do too much with all his motion in the backfield. I think we saw Gus Edwards, you know, kind of have a miss exchange on one of the handoffs. And then on the other side of the defense, you know, we saw Mari Cooper get open in the middle time and time and time again. It's like they didn't make any adjustments. You know, maybe Marcus Williams probably shouldn't be playing in that game. No, I, I think uh, in, in those situations, um, a lot of it was the linebackers. You know, one time they both ran, they both chased the same guy, you know, and yeah. the other time they're not getting deep. Because you saw it on one of the plays where on one of the completions, there's three guys like staring at each other like, you know, hey, you know, they were they were like yeah. co- communication issues to me. Hey, do, it do, seemed do, like do you was. Think they just didn't take the, uh, the Browns kind of seriously because it seemed like maybe they, they were kind of experimenting on both sides of the ball, you know. I mean, well, I don't think they were experimenting. Really, they, uh, they. Uh, you got to give the Browns some credit too. I mean, oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. I think, I think but they the were it, it, like uh, Kevin Ostriker said they they won the battle of the trenches. Oh yeah, the Browns definitely outraving yep. the Ravens. At know, least in I the mean, second half, you know, in the yeah. first half, I mean, the Ravens had a chance to put it away. If Lamar hit Zay Flowers down the field, there's another touchdown. You know, I mean, they oh, they oh, weren't absolutely. the Ravens weren't on their A game at all compared to what they had been. To me, defensively, they weren't playing as fast. Things weren't clicking as much. They weren't hitting their blitzes like they were before. So things were kind of hesitant, I thought. I, I didn't think it was as sharp. And now, one more thing. Well, you know, when the Ravens aren't on their A game, you know what they got to do? They got to let Lamar Jackson put that Superman cape on, you know. And no, 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 no. Hold on. Let me just say, I think in the fourth quarter, hey, Lamar you. put on that cape instead of running the offense. You know, don't try to make the great play. Just make the play that's called, and I think he'd have been better off. 
Let's get back to the phones. Last call before news from the nest. We're going to Parkville. It's Chris. Chris, what's happening? Turn it up Tuesday, 105.7 The Fan. Benny Haney, great show as always. What's going on? I, I just want to uh, just echo what Vinny just said. It all started in, the, I think it was the last play in the third quarter, I believe. We needed three yards, I believe. And they decided to throw the ball 40 yards down and overthrow uh, Zay. I think it was in the end zone. Uh, they, they, oh, let me just say this. You know, they had what they wanted because they had Zay Flowers on the safety. And then Mark Andrews was running wide open, too. They were all running wide open, you know, because they caught him in a coverage they wanted. And it, it's a t- touchdown. I mean, you saw Odell Beckham, you know, like five yards down the field with his hand number one up in the air for a touchdown, you know, and that, that's a dagger right there if he completes that. Yeah, and the only other point I wanted to make on a different, uh, like you guys were talking about the uh, Bills and they fired uh, Dorsey. I think um, they made a mistake in the in the draft, in the last draft. They didn't get a real big uh, running back. They didn't get a stud running back. You look at, you know, it's the Bills. Um, Josh Allen seems to be like the other fellow that preceded me wanted Lamar to put on the cape. And that's when you make those mistakes, and that's when you try to do everything yourself. And it's either that or he's getting hurt. He's he's getting those yards, but then by the time Josh Allen gets to the gets them to the playoffs, he's going to be all busted up and not a hundred percent. I I agree. I, I mean, you know, Thanks, Josh Chris. Allen tries to put that cape on a lot, and he's been putting the cape on. And when he tries, he's been a turnover machine since pretty much. Midway point of like when he hurt his elbow. Yep. When the turnovers really started to pick up. And, you know, last night they hand off to James Cook, Dalvin's brother, just dropped the ball. Yeah. Didn't even get to the match point. It was it was a comedy of errors for the Bills, who are now five and five in danger of missing the playoffs when a lot of people thought they could be uh good enough to win the Super Bowl. So they're gonna have to pick up the pace. Even Allen after the game said clock's starting to tick here. A little yeah. bit now. If the Ravens beat Cincinnati, they're five and five, and all of a sudden their clock starts ticking a little bit. Ravens can ill afford another loss at home. By the way, after the two and zero start in the division, both on the road, they've lost two in a row. Yeah. All of a sudden, if they lose to the Bengals, they're two and three in the AFC North. When we thought after they were two and zero and going to Pittsburgh, they might take advantage of it before you even got into October. It's Vinny and Haiti, one hundred five seven. The Fan News from the Nest coming up next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 